Welcome to the Insightful Startup Podcast, a podcast to accompany the book, The Insightful Startup. In each episode, I talk to people who have been inspirations for the book, and through these conversations, you'll get additional perspectives on the most important concept of the specific chapters, and here I supply them to startup examples not mentioned. The book can be bought as print, e- or audiobook on the insightfulstartup.com. Klaus is a partner at Accelerates, and like me, Klaus joined Accelerates in 2012 after exiting his startup, Fuxi.com, which is a leading online electronics retailer. Today, we discuss chapter 3 in the book. The chapter is called The Fallacy of Market Gaps, and in the chapter, I talk about the fact that many startups pitch a proverbial gap in the market and how that this can be a very seductive argumentation, but that in our experience, it just tells us that the startup founder does not have original insight because market gaps are largely elusive. So I want to start off, Klaus, with you and your angel investment into a retail chain called Normal. So Normal, a lot of people in Denmark will know Normal because they will go there and buy their uh, toothpaste. Uh, but uh, when it started, it is one of the cases I think that we at Accelerate as a venture fund would never have funded. And I'm not sure if it is a mistake we didn't, but definitely it's a, one of the fastest growing retail chains and probably um, a very lucrative investment for the, for the early investors. How do you see a case like Nomad fitting into the mindset of, is there a gap in the market? Is there not a gap in the market? And what, how do you actually see Nomad fitting into the idea of original insight? Hmm. Yeah, and first of all, I, I agree with you, and I think that's general for, for retail, that they probably don't fit in uh, to uh, to VCs, uh, because t- traditional, you see uh, uh, retail as big CapEx investment and, uh, and, and, and slow growth, uh, where you basically just, you can say, stealing market shares uh, from each other and, 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 and competing. So, so in that sense, I agree, it's, it's, it's not a, retail is not a, 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 a VC case. Um, yeah, I think it is talking about when there's a gap in the market, uh, when is uh, uh, original original insights is is you can say kind of um, uh, yeah, uh, reflecting each other uh, because first of all you can say basically the founders in the, in in no mail saw a gap in the, in, in um, a gap in the market or market opportunity by. They they realized that they, that in U.S. there was these very successful one dollar stores, uh, one pound stores in uh, in in the U.K. etc. And there wasn't that kind of things here in Denmark. There was the Tiger stores, which you can say are more for for things you you basically don't need. Uh, you, you you buy presents and for birthdays and these kind of things. Where uh, where, where the whole idea behind Nomad was that you need it should be it should be products you need and use in your everyday life. Um, and then again, you can say, is that a gap in the market? Because basically, basically, you, it's not like you can buy products in Nomad who don't exist. You can buy them, most of the products you can buy them in Vertex or in, in Metas or other stores as well. So, so, uh, so, so, so in that way, is that a gap in the market? I think it's more that you have kind of a, 
original insight, consumer insight, the whole experience of 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 of, of buying uh, and 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 the whole consumer experience, getting into the stores. Uh, that's the what I think differentiates Nomad from from other stores, uh, and that is more from my perspective uh, original insights than it is a gap in the market, even though. They started uh, normal by seeing these one dollar stores in uh, in US and and in in the UK and other countries, which they see. Well, why don't we have that here in Denmark? Having these kind of stores. It's funny because normal is one of the companies where I would say that is probably an example of where there is some sort of gap in the market. I can definitely sort of imagining the slide basically showcasing. That there is a need for a sort of a retail concept that is not a supermarket where you can actually go in and buy detergents and 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 toothbrushes and these kinds of things. You could sort of draw that imaginary two by two matrix and saying it that doesn't exist. But what you're saying is, which is interesting, that the founders more than they, of course, saw this opportunity. They 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 had some original insight. Mm. They knew something that other founders did not. But I think they also merge over time. But but maybe tell me a little bit because you you told me at one point. But 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 maybe expand here on what was it that the founder knew that uh, that that wasn't intuitive. Yeah. First of all, you can say they they they, they all came. The founder team was very experienced retail people. So so they you can say the whole value chain uh, access to. Uh, Uh, to to the goods and suppliers and all these kind of things. Was so, so they had what we call industry expertise, yeah, totally, and they totally. knew how to execute. Yeah. But 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 that is not really original insight, no, no, right? No. So they also knew something. Yeah, and, and then and, and then you can say, is it that original insight, or is it something intuitive, consumer insight feeling? Was definitely the way the beginning the final team was very focused on. It should not be a discount store. It's not it should not be uh, not affecting elderly or anything. We should not be going to a, a store where things were. Uh, it should be a good experience getting in there and a good kind of cool uh, atmosphere and, uh, and 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 even though it was you can say very simple products, it, it, sh- it should always be you can say presented quite nice. With with they use a lot of money on on light and music and the podios and all these kind of things, which I think definitely was was. In a higher quality than other retailers uh, at, uh, used at, at at that times. So, so and, and yes, is that an original insight, mm, or, or 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 is it? Uh, yeah, as you also talked about, is is it experiments that during? Uh, that, that that's a good question. Uh, but for sure, they found out also during the way. Um, the 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 whole sortiment uh, where in the beginning they also had a lot of. Uh, more assortment of, of of tiger goods also you could buy uh, funny goods and electronic goods and all this kind of where they much more came now as it is now much more uh, food uh, and and uh, and then you can say that the whole um, is, is uh, yeah, matas kind of sortiment with uh, beauty yeah, products, beauty products and, and all these kind products, of things yeah. where, 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 which it is today basically beauty and 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 and, and food is, is is for sure the, the biggest category and that's what they learned you can say during uh, during the way where in the beginning it was also much more uh, amusement products and uh, small toys and all these kind of way that they basically don't don't have that that anymore but even though from from day one the whole 
consumer experience has been the focus that you came in, the goods were presented uh, very good, uh, and, and not just being in boxes where the customers need to p- pick out the, 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 the thing themselves or all these kind of things. It should be presented very, uh, very nice uh, in, 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 in the stores. And if you walk into a nomad store today, you will primarily see young females. I would say teenage. Yeah, females. Def- that's 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 definitely the beat set. And has been for the beginning, uh, teenage uh, girls for sure during the whole cosmetic uh, for, for for sure. Yeah, uh, and so that's they also must have new. They must have known something about <laughs> when you're saying that. So they they the way that they structured the the. the First of all, the products on the shelves, the, the way that they chose music, lighting, all these things, they must have known that that sort of spoke to a specific yeah. group of customers, or was that through? Yeah, uh, good, good question. It was basically, I don't think they were that specific, no, uh, because you can say yes, they were, they were, they were retailers, uh, the founder team, but but not in 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 the beauty industry at all, or. Or having a, 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 a specific feeling in that area—that that's something that came for sure. Um, so, um, so, so I would not say honestly that they had a very original insight in this uh, category or in this uh, customer segment. I think uh, that was definitely something they found out uh, during during uh, during the way adjusted sortiment and maybe also. But, but but for sure the the whole look uh, and the whole feeling has been basically quite the same from from day one so, uh, and and using humor uh, in, in in the advertisement and, and in the in the stores and and, and these kind of things yeah um, um, so I but think it, I think I think um, now I know quite a lot of people working in retail and they are very um, I think they, they, they uh, I don't know how to say it, but and I think yes, that is original insights that they you really need to have this kind of uh, customer feeling what, what what customer want and then adjust immediately because that, that's the good thing with, with with consumer products where you can say other categories uh, you you can always say well we just need to wait and see and uh, how we adjust the things but it, but basically in retail and in consumer space you know. It, immediately if it works or not and if it doesn't work then you need to adjust immediately it's not it will not change in one week or in two weeks if it doesn't work uh, so, so i think that's probably the most important thing for a founder team working with consumer goods and retail uh, in, in, in general working with consumers is that you have this this feeling and and and, and with, with the consumers and and have the ability to adjust all the time uh, and adjust immediately if you need to change something. But it points to two <clears throat> very important things about original insight. One, that it is something that, that can definitely be further and strengthened, which I also write about. And one way to do that would be beach and immersion. Here, mm. they're opening up stores, right? So they can actually talk to the customers. So they are sort of immersed with the totally. customers. And that allows them to sort of further their insight and, and adjust the concept to really hitting it home with these uh, young females. Um, the other thing I think it points to is that as founders, you're not always able to articulate your own insight. Basically, no. because, I mean, why would you think about what your own insight is, right? Because you don't need to articulate it typically to someone else. 
especially if you don't need to raise money, you, you basically just need to act on it. Mm. So you just know it's right. Mm. So I think that is typical for a lot of people who have something where it, it, it approximates, you know, expert level expertise. They, they're so good at it, they cannot necessarily articulate what it is they know, mm. which is, I guess, the reason why some incredible athletes are not necessarily good coaches because they know they know something and they can act on it, but they cannot articulate what it is. So maybe it's, it's a little bit the same here. So obviously when we ask startup founders to articulate their insight, I mean, it, it is a little bit of force sometimes, right? But it helps them though to be able to articulate to other people, which can be necessary, especially mm. if you want to raise funding. Mm. So I think, uh, but you're right, it's, it's, it's just some, sometimes founders have a difficulty doing it, but we can observe when they have it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, because you can say it, it was not like some of the founders came out of the cosmetic industry working, have, have used to work with, uh, with, uh, with you can say, the, the, the young consumer segment or this kind of thing. Not at all. Uh, so, so in that way, it's, yeah. Um, um, but, but, I, but I agree. In terms of gaps in the market in general, I state in the book that gaps doesn't really exist, mm. but that there are examples where you can sort of just execute your way to having a success and just steal the market share from others. Mm. There's no gap, but you just mm. muscle everyone else mm. out. And to some extent, normal is a little yeah. bit of su- that is example what, of that, right? Uh, exactly, exactly. Because as, as I say, you're basically stealing market shares from others because basically you, I mean, you don't sell, it's not a new category of products or these kind of things. So so you're taking ca- market shares from from others. But then there are cases. So, so it's a really, and, and definitely also that's, that is probably special for, for retail and consumers. I mean, it is execute. I mean, the founders of these the kind of if startups really need to be executors, totally executors. And also uh, need to be as personality types. They must love competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and look at the uh, index numbers uh, daily and basket size and, and maximize and all these kind of things daily, daily. It should be in there uh, for sure in their blood. And that's a uh, and very that's special to have a founder, right? Totally. Because many founders are actually not crazy about competition and execution. No, no, right? no, no. And, and, and ex- I, I totally agree. And that's also why I will still say, you can say, even though the founder team of Nomad was has not been, you can say, worked with the beat set segment, they have all, uh, uh, I mean, f- f- since they were 18, 19 years old, they've only been working in retail. Uh, and and been born up by by basket size and index numbers and uh, and these kind of things uh, and and it's 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 just in their blood this uh, retail and consumer thing and and so I think that is probably the most important original insights that that you really have that because else you you cannot do these kind of uh, startups for sure if, if 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 you don't have it. So that's something where we also talk about sometimes we talk about market founder fit Mm. right is Mm. there a fit between the market and these retail markets is just extremely competitive you just need to be someone who just loves to look at sales numbers love to see other other stores (laughs) foreclose because you have moved into the territory right it's 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 yeah it it is extremely competitive for sure and Mm. i think that a lot of founders are different makeup and luckily they don't have to compete for market because the market doesn't exist and that's what I talk about in the book right mm. that we to a large extent when we 
evaluate a company, we're looking for someone who doesn't really have a market. Mm. I think examples of that, I mentioned those in the book with, of course, both Lapsus, Templar, and Trustpilot, but other examples would be something like Coinify, right? Mm. Where yeah. we invested in a company back in 2014 mm. that made it easy to exchange fiat for, for Bitcoin. Mm. But no one wanted to have Bitcoin in 2014. Nope. But that sure changed over time. Mm. So I think that is one of the other, that's one of, uh, that is not mentioned in the book, one of the excellent examples, right? And here the founders are not competitive by nature. They're, no, they're no, curious. Yeah. They are they're intellectual, right? Yeah. But even now, David, it's 10 years ago now, according to it's not, it's still not an execution game because it, it has not been it, that market yet, as, as as you thought about, you can go into every store and pay with a uh, with a uh, with a uh, crypto. With crypto no. uh, so it's not there yet. Even nope. in, even ten years later, later it's still not uh, an execution it's game. It's not it's not an execution game. No. So you can say if you took like kind of you can say retail founders or nomad founders or whatever, and had them take them into a kind of like a like a coinify. I mean, they, they will run away because they would need they will need to work with with uh, with index numbers and need to work with uh, immediately turnover and and, yeah. and and all these kind of things by daily basis and cannot wait to see uh, a market mature or, uh, or uh, a market grow. So <laughs> what kind of skills do you then need to have? So we talk about like companies like such as May, they need execution skills, they need to be competitive. As a founder of something that is not that, what where you are basically playing on larger trends, mm. basically a market that is will materialize mm. over time, what, what do you think are the skills that a startup mm. founder will need to have to succeed with mm. that? I think then you're you're definitely more in the you can say the visionary type of uh, of person, uh, spotting trends, spotting market opportunities coming in. I, th- I think that's more the kind of founders uh, who, who succeed there. Uh, not so driven of seeing numbers tomorrow, but seeing see, seeing uh, uh, that you solve a, a bigger problem, uh, which at one point can become a a, a market opportunity. Yeah, uh, that's basically. Part of that would be storytelling skills. Yeah, right? yeah, it's storytelling skills uh, exactly, and uh, and and, uh, and and very visionary, uh, seeing the yeah trends uh, uh, coming in. Yeah, I think I think that, that that's for sure that uh, these these kind of founders uh, who will succeed with them, and also people yes who are. I know if you ask all startup founders, they say, "Well, we are unpatient," but you need to be patient if you are that kind of founder, because. There's no market. Uh, there's no business model. I mean, I mean, and as I mentioned, I mean, Coinify today, ten years after, you, there's still no market basically for for, for that yet. Uh, so so um, so you need to be having the long, and that's also as investor, you need to have the long uh, long run run light on the definite too. Also needs to be technology enthusiastic. Right? Totally, totally technology enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, love to 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 basically nerd a bit in 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 the new opportunities and these kind of things. Yeah. But it is also the companies that eventually can make not always the biggest revenue. No, but, but they can but make the biggest exits. Exactly. That exactly. is definitely what we yeah, see. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Uh, is uh, that because stories are worth potentially more <laughs> than than revenue, right? Yeah. Um. um yeah. Maybe also because VCs are driven by. Uh, uh, I mean, driven by you, that you want to to change the world and solve real problem and all, and and all this kind of thing. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, going back to normal, for five years, the founder team of Mad could not raise money. It was in the uh, in the pocket, the idea for five years. Uh, it was just only because we, we exited the Wupti and then Torben and I and a few others put in a, a few money and Torben had time to, to, to go in front of it. But else there was a founder group who, yeah. in five years running around to, to see if they could to raise money and it was impossible. And that shows, right, it's a different kind of founder because they they, ne- they didn't necessarily have these visionary storytelling exactly. skills, no, 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 but they, they could execute They could business. execute, and nobody would invest in that. And nobody would invest in retail because the retail is declining. Uh, uh, and and online is <laughs> is, is, is is racing. So, so so it was an impossible story to tell because it was an execution game. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's maybe one of the reasons why you can say that we know that as well for... Uh, when we meet founders, I mean, we invest in the good stories and and uh, and 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 the, the, the opportunities coming in there, for, uh, uh, and not so much in, in in startups who who just going to to steal market shares tomorrow from from compet- com- competitors. Yeah, and there there I think there are multiple companies that always pitch us these sort of gaps in the market where we are always negative. Coming to mind would be sort of like cybersecurity products for small businesses. And basically they draw up this two by two and they say, you know, cybersecurity is being sold to big enterprises, mm. but there's no one selling it to small business. And small businesses have big problems because they, you know, are victims of all this potential cyber criminality and problems and no one's selling any solutions to them. There's a gap in the market. And we see that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so- and and it's so seductive because it 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 sounds logical yeah uh, but the uh, the way to see that is typically because the market doesn't exist right what what, what are your thoughts on on wh- why do they do that first of all i guess that is because of it it makes obvious sense but also wh- why why will these gaps continue to exist well, there seems to be gaps that just never solved <laughs> yeah the, uh, the, 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 that's right and 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 you could also say that uh, I mean, probably probably some of them succeed, but just going another path than than the, than the VC road. And I think very often it is probably also the right way for them to to uh, to to solve this problem in yeah. in, in, in in another way. So it's not we, that the business cannot no, be created. No, it's just that it will not become a venture case. Exactly, right? exactly. Uh, and so I think sometimes also and maybe. We as investors and we see maybe should be better of of, of telling that to to these kind of founders. Well, saying well, you can work with this year, but but it's not a VC path you're going on. It's another path you should you you should go to the market because of course uh, there there are you can say rooms for for uh, for these uh, startups. And that's basically what I talk about also in the book around the whole a previous chapter called startification. What mm. is the problem with startification? It's basically that everyone starts measuring the validity of their startup in terms of VC feedback. Mm. If I can raise VC money, that means it's a good company. And if I cannot raise VC funding, it means it's not a viable mm. company. But VCs are not there to determine whether a, a startup can be a viable business. They're Same. there to determine well. whether a startup can make a return of their fund, which is two completely different things, right? So when, this, when there's these sort of gaps in the market that will never be filled. What we are saying is that they will never be filled probably by a venture scalable company. But of course, these problems will be solved to some extent by 
smaller company consultants and, exactly. and these kind of things. Exactly. Uh, and you say I think cybersecurity, HR system, and other in this space where where you say well that 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 is that is probably uh, yeah uh, that 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 they can go to market and go with other ways than going to 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 ECs for sure. The same also you can say with traditional e-commerce sites today. You can say why. I mean, if we see that all the time. If 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 they come to us, I mean, what is the uniqueness? I mean, today you have Amazon and all these global guys. I mean, why should you? Is there room for for a, a new toy seller online? And I don't think for for VC, but it could be maybe a good business for 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 the person or two if they can find some kind of of uh, uniqueness in the storytelling in the in the market. But it's, today it's not just uh, not VC. Uh, no. Cases and that would be sort of a gap in the market. It's just not a gap in the market for a VC, right? Exactly. It's just a gap in the market that it can be filled by a, a a team that wants to build a business. And I mean, exactly, exactly. So I think, yeah, definitely that should be part of uh, also for for people who read your book and 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 maybe. That could be your next book, David, writing about all the startups which are not uh, missy cases, cases uh, but 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 are good cases. Uh, yeah. So 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 I think we all as VCs we're looking for as we start we're looking for for a good story and uh, something who can change the world and solve a big problem, uh, and 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 not for these you can say gaps small uh, gaps in the market because basically gaps in the market is just to take market shares from. Uh, from uh, from others. Yeah. Yeah, there's a tiny hole. Yeah. Basically. There are no gaps there. No. There's sometimes there's a small, yeah, a small hole, hole. Left. you can yeah. you can swoop in and then you yeah. can start yeah. out competing and everyone then, else around and you. And then if you have extremely good execution power yeah. like for example Amal, then a few of them will will grow and become extremely big. And also uh, you can you you can you can win without being any opening at all. I, I think almost an example that would be something like and I'm not sure you can say they won, but like hungry, yeah. right? But no, that there was basically asked. Martin Larsen coming out of Just Eat totally. and basically knowing how to execute Just Eat. And then he sets up a direct competitor to Just Eat and just starts calling the same pizzerias. I, I met Martin before they started Hungry, where he was telling me about Hungry. And honestly, I didn't believe, and he was just so convinced there's always room for number two in the market. That was his total vision about, uh, about and honestly I didn't believe that there was a room for number two I was so well why I mean Just Eat have have the whole market and they, they own the market Just Eat I mean why how can you get in, in, in into, into this market here but he definitely you can say Hungry showed well and I think if you ask Morton today and others also other, I mean they will always say well there's always room for number two uh, but and it was a good case but again a VC case, I'm not sure. No, it wouldn't have returned no, a, a, a it, VC, VC fund. fund right? No, but a, a good a, a good business, a definitely good exit for for the founder team, but 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 not a VC case. Uh, but but I think that shows that it could be a good. Um, there is room for for number two, and and you can still market shares in the market. And these cases are also maybe also things, and that's also how Hungry was backed up in the beginning. I think business angels. Uh, Nomad was also business, business angels funding. So, yeah. Yes, funding it. So, so, so I think it is the way that that you have business angels with some kind of uh, insights, industry insights, or uh, who, who are able to 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 invest in to 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 get these kind of startups in uh, in the market. Yeah. So the conclusion for to 
day, I think, is that there are holes in the market, but they are sort of small, and that means that they can only be filled by companies that does not necessarily fit into the venture model. Yeah. So for VCs, there aren't really gaps in the market. I or for I, honestly, I don't individual think so. startups, there can be yeah. holes in the market and you can expand from that yeah. and you can build a business. I think for business angels, I would probably rather go for these kind of startups as a business angels instead of running after the VC cases. I think you could do a, a great exit uh, as business angels on, on finding these cases where trying to find holes in, 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 in uh, gaps in the market. Klaus, it was a joy to have you on the show. Thank you. And to you listeners and readers of The Insightful Startup, thank you for buying the book and listening to the show. You can find more episodes on the website, theinsightfulstartup.com, and you can follow me on LinkedIn under the name David Today.